Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year's, everyone watching and we listening. Did, we did it. We made it to the end of the year. 2016. It, I had to type in TDP16 to the file name. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. Ooh. So for those who don't know, uh, you know, it's it's Sunday. It's, a, it's an odd day that we would normally be doing the podcast because this is Game of the Year episode. Everyone's super excited. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I finished my list two hours ago. I finally sat down and was like, okay, I need to order these. I had a list of like 17 games and I had to go through them and chop them. And uh, it took a bit, but I, I did it. Yep. Uh, I did mine it, a few days ago. Yeah. John, was yours hard to do? Uh, ish. <laughs> I had exactly 10 games for the top 10, which worked out pretty convenient. Okay. Okay. That's how about ranking them though, like ordering them. Is uh, that harder? Everything but the top three. I feel like the top three are almost interchangeable on my list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My number one, I was pretty set. I was like, I think I this is it. Like my and then, yeah, I, I would say like my top three. I was like, yeah, I want these games to be up there. My I top almost, three. Yeah. Yeah, I'd almost say my top kind of four might be interchangeable. Like number four is just like on the cusp. Yeah. Of, t- of taking over three. Yeah. Like by the end of this, you might reorder it before Maybe. we get there. <laughs> Basically, I, here's the thing. Like, I had I'm, I had ordered a bunch of games on Boxing Week sales that I was gonna actually like try to get a little bit of time with. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll get a chance to catch up like this. I ordered two day shipping and it never showed up. Oh no. Yeah. So it's still not here yet. It's been about a week. Wait. So you don't, do you have games on your list that you haven't played? No. Oh, okay. okay. Games that I wanted to play that probably would have cracked my top ten. I didn't get a chance to play because they didn't show up in time. That makes sense. Okay. We could probably discuss those after because in case anybody's curious what games you wanted to get to but couldn't yet. Those will be, yeah. So yeah. if anyone hasn't listened to a Top Down Respective Game of the Year uh, uh, episode celebration, the way we do it, because obviously we don't all play the same games and there's no way for us to make sure everyone's playing each other's games or whatever. Yeah. We all make our own personal lists. And we go uh, through several categories that we have set up, and we will introduce those later on. <clears throat> and the final category is a, or the final main category is a top 10 for each one of us. And we'll go everyone's top 10 game, everyone's top 9, everyone's number 8, 7, all the way down to each person's game of the year. Uh, and the we won't have like a <laughs> TDP game of the year. You know, that's just Probably. not how these work. Yeah. Um, the odd time in the past where several of us have liked one specific game it's been high up there we've done it but that's that's a rare case we're not going into this looking for a top-down perspective game of the year or a definitive top-down perspective list we have three individual lists i don't know what's on their lists they don't know what's on our lists it's all random and that's what's exciting technically we have a top-down perspective game of the year if you count the community as all the listeners of top-down perspective they kind of put their votes in sure yeah sure but speaking wise from like a the host's perspective right yeah yeah right um, but as you did mention, yes, the community, uh, we did the survey. We've been talking about it for the last few weeks. Each time we go through a category at the end, we will add in what the highest ranking, uh, game that the community voted for. And again, we have also ranked their top 10 games. And so when we go through our, our full game of the year list, we will tell you what the community's number 10 game was number eight, number seven, six, all the way down to one as well. Right. Um, so, uh, John, why don't you tell us what the categories we're going to do and what order they're in? All right, our categories are as follows. Making sure I actually put these in the correct order. Most disappointing of the year. Uh, surprise of the year. 
2015's 20XX Game of the Year. So any game that we played this year that we really liked that came out in any year before 2014. Correct. Uh, and then, of course, a game that came out last year that we really liked, which is 2015's 2014 Game of the Year. Any honorable mentions? Games that didn't quite make our top 10, but uh, were good enough that we want to talk about them at least a little bit. And then, of course, the actual top 10. Followed by our pile of shame, games we really wanted to play this year for a discussion that we did not get a chance to play. Right. At the very end, um, at last year's episode, we I wrote down predictions that each one of us made for 2015, as well as one prediction the community made. I just grabbed something from the chat. Uh, so we'll compare and see what who was right, who was wrong, and we'll make predictions for 2016, and that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, uh, it, real quick, this is Top Down Perspective, Sean Booker, Paul Flex here. Yep. And John Wheeler is here. Uh so it's January third. Let's uh why don't we start off? Uh let's just maybe we should just get an order. Why don't we go uh, Paul, John, Sean, and we'll try and keep that that order going. Sure. Okay. Um so disappointing game of the year. Paul, why do you have how many games do you have in this one? One, Six. two, three? Six. Can yeah. you make can you have three? <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, probably. I can okay. lump two of them in as one and then just ignore one completely. Okay. So Ideally, we have three for these ones. <laughs> yeah, but like two of them are disappointing for the same reason. So I'll just okay. kind of talk That's about fine. them at the same time. Why don't time. you give us, however you're going to do it, your third, your third least, your third disappointing? Yeah. Uh, so Mortal Kombat X and Batman Arkham Knight were terrible PC ports and it ruined okay. those games completely for me. It's a huge bummer. Arkham yeah. Knight's real good on the console. And yeah. Mortal Kombat's good on the console. What's up with Warner Brothers? I don't know. I think okay. it's Iron Galaxy specifically who did the port, though, that <laughs> fucked it up. I think I did hear something about that, yeah. Yeah. So John. Yeah. Sorry. John, do you have a number three? Uh, I don't have them. I don't, these are in no particular order. Okay. Uh, so you don't have a most disappointing game? Eh. I mean, I guess technically, yeah, okay. In that case, I'll read them in the order I've got them in here then. Okay. All right, I combine these two into one because they pretty much came out at the same time and they're both bad for the same reasons, pretty much. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash and Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. They were both okay. two Nintendo games that came out around the same time and both ended up just being like really quick cash-ins with that the only feature they had was Amiibo support. Yeah. Um, they, all, they both pl- kind of played like shit. And there was just nothing to them. And honestly, I've played them once and I haven't really wanted to ever go back to them again. So that's bad, especially coming from Nintendo. Yeah, I don't remember hearing a single thing about the tennis game after it came out. It was, uh, I think it has less features than the N64 one, which is bad. What What did it do with the Amiibos? Because again, I, I know nothing about this game. You can train uh, a partner. You can train a tennis partner, oh, that, basically. That's right. I, yes, I remember the, <laughs> the announcement. That's right. Okay. Uh, my number three disappointing game is Codename Steam. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's a great developer, and that game had a really cool concept. You know, Abraham Lincoln, mech suits, crazy different characters, and that game is real bad. The turn structure is real bad. They they patched it, and it's still didn't fix everything. Like that was such a slog to get through when I was doing that review. That's a that is not a fun game to play. Yeah, Paul, you're number two. Evolve. That was on this list. I had to I had to take it off because I was cutting it down to three. But Evolve was on my list. Yeah. So the problem I had with Evolve was the way they marketed it was absolutely terrible. With a whole bunch of different ways you could buy it at different price points, not being clear as to 
what you were getting at those different price points. The top price point not even having like all of the things you could get at the other ones. So it wasn't even tiered. It was just like you got different stuff depending how much you wanted to pay for it. Uh, super confusing. They pushed the MLG like this is going to be an eSport thing way too hard for a game yeah, that really, never really should have been. Yeah, I remember that. And honestly, it was just kind of a lackluster shooter. It was fine when you had a group to play with, but like queuing alone and stuff, it was kind of terrible. Sure, sure. John, number two. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. Yeah. Okay. I really wanted this to be good. <laughs> I really I'm, did. I'm really curious what your number one is, if that's not your number one. But okay, okay. Now, you were like, you were expecting it to be good? Because I didn't... I, I No, I, I hoped it would be good. Uh, you know what? The HD port wasn't the best, but like it was still Tony Hawk. So you could tell they were going in the right direction. But uh, <laughs> it just... No, it just came out as a shit show. I'm like, glad it, you put it, this on. It was a huge like debacle. Day one patch that was missing so much content, like right out of the gate. You couldn't even couldn't even do like career mode uh, right out of the gate or create a character. You actually had to download the damn patch. Right. <clears throat> OK, uh, my number two uh, was just cause three. OK, Um. Yeah, I'll say it's not a terrible game and there is fun to be had, but my expectations were just so high and just the drastic shift from where I wanted it to be and what it was was just really sore and left me bruised. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, the scavenger hunting, the insane load times and just the constant slowing down when the cool stuff starts like that. Yeah, that was just bummer after bummer and like it pushed me away from wanting to play it like i actively dislike turning that game on so that was my number two yeah sure and paul what was your most disappointing game of 2015 sword coast legends i have no idea what this is this was a game made by D people for D people and it was supposed to be the most like D video game perfect like experience ever because you would have a dm mode where a dungeon master could like throw together dungeons on the fly and like throw dudes in there and like kind of fuck with their uh players and all that sort of stuff it plays more like a shitty mmo than it does dungeons and dragons like a Baldur's gate or like icewind dale or any of those old games used to and it's just so lackluster in every respect the dm mode doesn't give you enough like variety and what you can actually do in it the players feel just like they're playing a shitty mmo it's all around just kind of a shitty time all right john your most disappointing game of the year ori in the blind forest oh shut up <laughs> i had such a terrible experience with this game oh my god it completely ruined it i i understood like i loved it right out of the gate and then it just fell apart and it just it ran like shit it yeah. uh, was unplayable. Paul's even seen it in, in action. I This game, if I did not have the sour experience that I did, would have been in my top 10. But yeah. because no, it was be such fair, a bad experience, it's the most disappointing thing I've experienced this year. Uh, yeah, like that. I think that's the main thing. We need to make a distinction. It's not the worst game of the year. It's just, it's like I said, with Just Cause 3, it's, it's a, where you were expecting it to be and where it landed for you. It's a disappointment. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Dude, it's bad seeing like him play it because for anybody who's played it, it has very, very tight controls like uh, Super Meat Boy say, right? Yeah. Imagine a delay on that and stuttering. It's so bad. That's just so weird. I don't. Yeah, 
I don't yeah. know how. He, and the, you're, the fact that you were able to like replicate it for Paul, that's it, it's that's really weird. It was bad. John should add an addendum that that was the Xbox One version. Yes, this was the mm-hmm. Xbox One version I played. Yes. Which is funny because I think that was actually the platform it was designed for. That's when it Yeah. What what else did it come out on PC? Steam. Yeah, I have the Steam okay. version. I just never played it because okay. I was just so soured from the Xbox version. I didn't want to play it again. And there, Still it's more than DLC. More than likely, I may never. So, yeah. At this point, uh, my most disappointing game of 2015 was Triforce Heroes. I'm a huge fan of Four Sword Adventures and uh, just the Four Swords in I, general. I, I I'm not surprised. I love how that's two years in a row now. Your most disappointing has been a <laughs> Zelda game. Has it really? What I think you, I, I think Hyrule Warriors was yours last year. Oh right. Well, I don't even think of that as a Zelda game. That's a Dynasty Warriors game. So it's still Zelda related. I mean, this I is a Zelda related. This is a Zelda multiplayer game. Those are so common. So that's true. But they, I mean, they had two great ones. I again, I, I'm a big fan of Four Swords, and this was just bad. It's not good. At least the way I was playing it, which was a pretty standard way of playing it, play online with people. Mm. Yeah, over and over, like trying to talk to people, the constant lag, people just quitting out of nowhere, and then you having to try and group up again. The lobby system sucks for that, too. That is, it's just a mess. It sounds bad. And if you do not have three people in the same room with you, there is no way you should play that game. Uh, All right, let's move to the community's most disappointing game of 2015 you guys the highest voted game was star wars battlefront that's fair honestly yeah that's because that was on my disappointing list that you made me nix as well (laughs) so okay all right um next category surprise of the year so this is basically kind of the opposite of the disappointing game it kind of popped out of nowhere you had low expectations and it, it pleasantly surprised yeah. I only have two games for this, so I'll skip the round three and I'll jump in around two. Okay. I only have two uh, as well. You so. only have two. John, how many do you have? Uh, sorry, which category is this? Surprise of the year? Surprise of the year. I actually have four, but I can combine two into one. Sure. Then, John, why don't you give us your number three rank? Uh, this one's kind of a tie just because both kind of followed somewhat similar rules. Uh, rare replay mm-hmm. and okay. the, the Smash 4's guest roster. Both things that didn't really seem like they would actually happen, yet kind of did. Rare Replay because there were so many games that you think Nintendo would have been like, no, we want that on our system. Don't take it. Sure. And Smash 4 being like, where are these characters coming from? Like, they don't even have games on our consoles. Right, right. So, and it's, it's just impressive that they pulled off the characters that they did for Smash 4. And it's impressive that Rare Replay came out of nowhere, was a gigantically huge deal, and had a lot of excellent games on it. Yeah, I would. Uh, I, I think just like the announcement of Rare Replay was just like mind blowing. Like this seems like an event, and it was it was a fantastic deal. And just yeah, I would. That was I was super excited when that was announced. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so I guess moving around, Paul, what is your rank two game surprise of the year? Uh, rank two game Rocket League. Rocket League. Oh, I Rocket. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's also on my list. On it's paper, that's, it's in a different also spot. on my list. <laughs> on paper, that game should not be fun, but it is way too fun. Car soccer. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, like I, racing games that much. I don't like soccer games at all. But you put them together with a little bit of like rocket jumping and boosting, it's the perfect sport. Yeah, I think I think for me, and again, it's in a different section of my list. Uh, uh, 
there's only two sections, so it's pretty obvious. It's it's my surprise of the year, my number one. <clears throat> I think just it came out in summer, so it's a, kind of a lull, and it yeah. just it came out of nowhere. No one saw it. It was a it, random PlayStation Plus game that people generally think those games are just kind of throwaway. You play them for maybe an afternoon for an hour or two, or it's a game from like last gen that you can get that we've already played. But no, this pops up and like it just kind of took the industry by storm. Like every site was playing this game, competing against all their other sites. Like it was just so much fun. Yeah. And, and the integration with the PC version, PS4 to PS PC worked great. The Xbox one version is not getting that, which is insane. Well, that That's is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, it was just a complete delay and the constant updates they're giving it the, and they're all fun. Like, yeah, Rocket League was super cool. Yeah. John, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I agree because it's actually number two on my list. Number so, two on your list, okay. Uh, yeah, it was just crazy. I, I originally, I thought it was like, oh, it's just one of those games where there's too much hype around it. Like, whatever, it can't be that good. I got completely engrossed into it. I'm not yeah. that good at the game, but holy shit, I don't care. It was still like super fun to play. We had good was, Fridays playing that. Yeah, we streamed yeah. that a lot, actually. That was yeah, super we fun. did. Yeah, like I said, like everyone was streaming that game when it came out. Yeah. Okay, then I guess that was John's number two. So I guess, okay, my number two game. Yep. And I guess the last game on this list for me uh, <laughs> was Guitar Hero Live. Okay. okay. I did not expect that to be as fun as it was going to be. Like, I was definitely more in than like Rock Band 4. I'm a Rock Band guy. I've kind of, I've been done with Guitar Hero for a while. And then just how different it was how much they turned just kind of the whole aspect of you have access to all the songs. Like it's like, it's a more like modern day, like an, like a Spotify playlist style aspect to this, to this music genre, which is what the genre needs. Like rock band should se- seriously look into stuff like this or a subscription service, you know, something like that. And, and guitar hero live kind of embraced that. And it was really cool. I, I don't care too much for the the live action part. I just care about Guitar Hero TV jumping on and whatever's playing. I'm just going to play in with that and the weird MTV style stylings with that game. Um, yeah, I did not expect to enjoy that game how much it, uh, for what it was. And and it's also by the DJ Hero developers, which is great. That, that DJ Hero is awesome. So those guys make good rhythm games. Paul, your number one surprise of the year. I was surprised that for how much people talked about Undertale, it was actually a good game. So it's yeah, Undertale it's, it's is my number one as well. Okay. Okay. Undertale was, came out of nowhere. I was ready to hate that game. Even when people said you have to try it, I couldn't see it. I was like, yeah, okay, I will. I played 20 mm-hmm. minutes of it, shut off the stream. I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed and didn't pick it up for three weeks after that because I hated that beginning. Then I played a little bit more and I fell in love with it. It is like the definition of a surprising game. I hated it and then I loved it. John, you have anything to add to Undertale? Um, I'm glad I played it. I'm glad I got it before the hype ruined it for me. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good. It's very rare that there's a game that actually in, like deserves the hype, and I think that was one of them. And Undertale was also the community's top vote for surprising game of the year. So moving right along. Oh, I have the community one backwards. But anyway, (laughs) uh, for us, we are doing 2015's 20XX Game of the Year. Uh, So once again, this is a game that came out not in this year and not or not in 2015 and not in 2014 because we have a category for that. But anything before that, that that's this game. And this is super fun um, because it can be anything, basically. And when we ask the community vote, 
they most games don't get a lot of votes because you guys pick just any game, so the votes are very low. But it's a fun category. Uh, Paul, do you have do you have three? No, fuck no, dude. I have one, and it's not even a, okay. It's not even fine. a video game technically. Okay, John, how many do you have? Do you have three? Two. Okay, I have three, so I'll I'll say my three for my number okay. three first. Uh, my number three was Minish Cap. I was playing that this year. Nice. Uh, I'd always wanted to get to it. I actually didn't finish it. I don't know. I just got to the final boss and just put it down. Not really sure why, but don't feel like getting back to figuring it out again. Uh, but yeah, Minish Cap's great. Uh, really showed how good the the GBA was at doing some cool visual tricks when it needed to. And yeah, just a just a fantastic Zelda game. I like Zelda a lot, and that's a that's a that's high up on my list of Zelda games. So Minish Cap was was there. Uh, so I guess, John, your number two game. Uh, my number two, and like both of them, these would be easy to guess <laughs> if you watch me stream. Uh, number two was Sanrio World Smash Ball for the Super Famicom. This was the Hello Kitty uh, like frisbee slash pong game that I saw it on like Giant Jammers. Kind of, yeah. I saw it on okay. Giant Bomb like years ago. And I was like, oh, that seems like actually kind of fun. And then I found a copy of it at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo this year, picked it up, and uh, every time I go over to play multiplayer with friends, it usually ends up coming along with me, and we usually have a good time. We've done, like, two local tournaments. It's been really fun. Very cool. Uh, I guess we go to my number two game of the year, or number two 20XX game of 2015, uh, which is Ace Attorney 2. I guess that's Trials? And, or is that three? Which one's two? Justice for All? Uh, yes. Trials and Tribulations is the third. Okay, Trials. Okay, Justice for All is the second one. Yep. Okay, cool. <clears throat> um, mainly because it's the only one I've I've finished out of uh the two I've been playing this year. But and I know it's like your least favorite, John. But I, you know, I enjoyed my time with it, and I'm only halfway through the third one. I mean, even if it's my least favorite, it's still good. Yeah, it's like it's still a good game for sure, for sure. Um, and it's just more, it's more Ace Attorney and. Having it on the phone, it was also my introduction to the iOS version of it, which is just fantastic. Uh, getting it when you can get that on a, sa- a sale, it's like dirt cheap. So yeah, Ace Attorney two, a lot of fun. Uh, Paul, you're still working through Ace Attorney one, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I kind of yeah. put it down for like all this end of the year stuff. So sure, sure. When I got a lull coming, so yeah, you, you can play it. Although on bit. Tuesday. Um, Amplitude comes out, so games are starting to come out again. Also, um, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider comes out on PC soon as well. Oh, that's right, January, you're right. Yes, that was announced. That's a great game. Just gonna say. (laughs) Um, okay, Paul, give us your favorite game from the last forever, not including the last two years. Dungeons and Dragons. I I put eight months into that game, ran seven different campaigns with different people, and spent over forty hours doing so, and I loved every minute of it. All right, all right. Is there not like a video game equivalent that you're like dying to try or something? Nope. I spent a lot of time doing Dungeons and Dragons. The setup for that game is ridiculous, and scheduling people and stuff like that. It took up a lot of time. So, John, you're you're number one. Uh, not surprising to anyone who's watching streams again, Fighter Maker for the PlayStation 1. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I honestly thought it was going to be just like a little cheesy-ass program, like make something dumb, and it is so chock-full of uh, compa- like 
customization and like craziness that you can do that I think I'm going to be playing it for quite a while. It's actually really fun to like see like proper tools to make a 3D fighter change a character and then just break it as much as possible. It sounds like your game for sure. Yeah. And uh, my number one for this weird category is uh, Virtue's Last Reward. Sure. Nice. Yep. Played the Vita version. Uh, I, think so, I think early in the summer. Uh, and I was just glued to it. It took me like somewhere like 40, 50 hours. But I think I did that within like two weeks. Like, yeah, I was glued to that game. I love the VLR series. 999 is a huge, huge favorite of one of my game, favorite game of mine. And yeah, I can't wait for the third one. So glad that I think that got announced this year, didn't it? Early this year, I think. Anyway, I'm excited for the third entry. And yeah, VLR is tons of fun. I'm so glad they put that on. PlayStation Plus. That was one of the first PlayStation Plus games. Um, so yeah. And the communities is Payday 2. Payday 2. Wow, <laughs> that's know? a little surprising actually. Payday 2. There you go. With yeah, oh, <laughs> a weird category that was. Payday 2 is the community's favorite 20XX game of the year. <laughs> yep. Moving on to 2015's 2014 game of the year. Paul, how many do you have? One. I have one. John? Uh, funny enough, I only played five games that came out last year. So <laughs> I had all five listed. And then I cut off two, so I have three. Okay, John, why don't you give us your number three, then your number two. All right. Number three, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Uh, been a fan of the Shantae series for a while. And this ended up becoming my travel game while I was just going between cons and stuff like that. And it's been really fun. It handles the solid as expected, but it's a definitely a step up from uh, Risky's Revenge. And it just feels overall really good, and I can't wait for the next one to come out. All right. Uh, number two, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Okay, you didn't play that when it, when it originally came out? I did, but it oh, came out at the end of, of the year. Mystery. It came okay. out at the end of the year, so... Uh, you're right, yeah. Yeah, it was a really solid puzzle game. I did not expect it to be as good and chock full of content as it was. I honestly super enjoyed it. I'm glad it came out. Yeah, it's a cute game. That's a cute game. Paul, your number one game from last year that you played this year. Bunny and Isaac Rebirth. Easily, okay. hands down. All right. Yeah, you guys makes, played a lot of that. Makes sense, makes sense. Yep. Uh, I guess that would make that six games that I played that, that came out last year then. Okay. Yeah, I actually did not play much. I went, th- just today, I went through the 2014 games and I was like, I didn't play much from last year this year. So it was, yeah. it was pretty easy for me. Uh, John, <laughs> your number two, or your number one game. Lethal League. This should also surprise no one. Uh, I've been uh, perpetually salty ever since that uh, Iron Man a gaming loss. So <laughs> I just picked up the game and like even though it, it cost me the, the belt, it's actually been super fun. So I don't feel bad about it. It's just fun to play. And it's just I love getting it fast paced when you get like a good match going, which did when you get the ball going to like a million. It's great. And mine, if people have been listening to the show for the past few weeks, is Destiny. Yep, no surprise there. Um, I would have loved to have put it on my game of the year list just for the Taken King stuff, but I actually haven't finished the Taken King stuff. I'm halfway through that <laughs> stuff. Um, but Destiny's just so much fun, and it, it was great during the winter break. Uh, right now, just sitting down and, and podcast listening and just kind of shooting stuff and finding new loot and making my guy look cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite into Destiny right now, so that's uh, my favorite game from last year uh, that I played this year. Cool. And the communities is uh, Super Smash Bros. 4. Uh, yeah, is, that, that was one of the games I cut off the list. 
yeah uh kind of not a big surprise because it like won last year or something like that or it was number two or something i think i think, won, I think smash won last year i think it won I'm pretty but sure keep in mind it also gets two votes uh because there's two ways to to boost it up if you say the 3ds one or the wii u one we just put them together yeah so but it's still won by a but not if slide. they say it twice no, correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> correct correct okay the next category uh the community did not get to do because it would have made no sense yeah uh, these are honorable mentions. These are games that probably were on our top 10 Ooh. at one point or in the <laughs> running and we had to cut them off, but they still, they did something that was interesting that we just wanted to highlight. We just wanted to say good job to these few games before we get into our top 10. I have four of those on my list. I have five. I have 20. <laughs> I'm not even, <laughs> not even kidding. What? I know. I know he's not. It's the best part. Okay. How do you want to do this? <laughs> um... I can cut this down to five, probably. Okay. I don't know well, how, but... Actually, you know what? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It's either do that, or you have to go through them like kind of fast. I can go through them fast. Okay, then keeping the circle going, Paul, why don't you give us your first 16 15 <laughs> games? <laughs> and then John will jump in at five, <clears throat> and then I'll jump in at four. Okay. Um. All right, here we go. Dying Light did something that Dead Island didn't. It made that gameplay fun to me. Soma had a great story, but it kind of sucked playing. Titan Souls was a great idea, done kind of poorly, but I mean, it was still overall fun. Read Only Memories is a sweet and like really nice visual novel-ish type RPG that I wish more people would do. City Skylines is an amazing thing that I haven't played since like SimCity on the SNES. Until Dawn is a great way to do tropey horror bullshit pillars of eternity is the perfect example of remaking an old style game and like updating it so it's playable warhammer end times is a good spin on the left for dead formula armello is a great four-player game board game type thing strategy game duelist is a great card game type thing done in a 3d space uh, mario maker is a good tool set that people had fun with and I like playing their levels. Downwell is a fun $3 thing you can buy, and Dirty Bomb is a good, uh, like, objective multiplayer shooter. All right. Um, uh, John, do you want to give us your number five? Sure. These are not in any particular order. Yeah, uh, uh, they don't need to be. Yeah. <clears throat> Frozen, Frozen Cortex, uh, a turn-based football strategy game? Okay. Which uh, I saw it on a whim. I picked it up and we played it for a stream once. And I honestly super loved the idea of it. It handled yeah. really well. And I was really enjoying the concept of it. I just didn't play it enough. Yeah. Uh, my first one is D4. Dark Dreams Don't Die uh, from Suri 65. Uh, that was a that's just a weird game. It's just super crazy. And a lot of the dialogue is really bizarre and funny and some weird stuff happens and i doubt we'll ever get that second season or the next set of episodes um Swery's not even making games at the moment but uh d4 was still just a kind of a fun ride that has connect support for some reason paul you're next you're up secret ponchos was okay. a super super uh, yeah. fun um you know what? i'll give them a shout out too yeah okay Secret Ponchos is a super fun take on the MOBA genre by having smaller teams and making it more action-based. 
So, and I just love the aesthetic of it. The like old West, um, like spaghetti Western type characters and cliches and stuff. It's really, really good. John. Duck game. Uh, Super fun multiplayer online game. Uh, It was really cool to go through and play. It's so weird and strange, but it's so fast paced that you don't mind the weirdness and it just kind of flows really well. Yep. Uh, Mine's Rare Replay. Basically for the reasons John gave earlier, it was just, it's a great bundle. There's some great games in there. If you don't have Viva Pinata, this is the way to get it. Um, And the budget price, uh, that's a a real cool package and I'm, I'm glad it exists for people. Uh, what number are we on? Three. I don't know. Just, just do the I, next I've, one. I've got three left. So I've got, got three left. left. Okay. Keep talking and nobody explodes was like the perfect proof of concept that you can take VR things and kind of tailor them to a niche audience and people will still like it somehow. Because like the people that <clears throat> want to play that game are people not in the same room together. They're like literally across countries or like on a VoIP thing. Or just, like, if they're in the same room together, they're, like, kind of shut off from each other. And, yeah, that game is intense in a way that, like, very few other games have been this year. It's the perfect game that people should actually implement in their businesses to, like, promote communication between their employees. Like, some work exercises. Because you need to be able to communicate to play that game. Like a team building exercise. For sure, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Uh, I really love Canvas Curse, and this one is just kind of more of that. And I I liked it, but once again, I didn't play enough of it, so I didn't get a good feel to see if it would have cracked the top 10. But what I did did play, I really enjoyed. I can't remember the specifics. I just remember not liking that. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't like it. You just it just didn't mesh with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I wrote a review. I think I did. You did review uh, this. You did review it. It was just a while ago, so it's just... All I know is I just like don't agree. <laughs> um, Tomb Raider Go. Uh, that game's a lot of fun. Uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, I just I think I just preferred Hitman Go more. It's a bit more puzzly um, than than uh, Tomb Raider is. Or, or is it or is it Laura Croft Go? Uh, I think it's actually called Laura Croft Go. Yeah, yeah it Laura is. Croft Go. Yeah. So I'm getting the name wrong. But um, anyway, that's still just a cool use of that uh, that idea. Uh, so Kon- Konagami totally game. remembers why he didn't like it. Uh, something about not liking the controls of the game and having to always look at the gamepad. That was why you didn't like uh, Rainbow Curse. Okay, thanks for the reminder. Still not ringing a bell, though. <laughs> <laughs> when did that game even come out? Uh, that would have been February. It was yeah. an early yeah. game. There you go. Yeah, that was a while ago. All right, Paul, you're up. Uh, Odalis, The Dark Call. The perfect like love letter that what like what Shovel Knight was to like Mega Man and Contra type games. This was that to Castlevania games like the old school style. And it's just so beautifully done. Like it's a shame that it's so overlooked by like everybody. All right. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World Uh, actually looks like it broke the curse of the Yoshi games because the last couple have been pretty bad. But the same thing is again i didn't get really play much of it what i have played of it this year was really good and i could tell that it was solid controls solid music solid presentation good difficulty but i just i only got through the first world yeah i'm only on like world two or three in that too but uh that's a charming game the last one on my list for honorable mentions is the beginner's guide Um, yeah i'll back you up on this one actually that's just a really cool like 90 minutes 
uh, and uh, if you're interested in games whatsoever or how games are made or the thought behind games, it's it's just a very interesting narrative. It's it's hardly a game. You're just it's more of just like you're listening to a monologue as you kind of press forward on the D pad or whatever. But uh, uh, yeah, it's just a really interesting experience to play through. So agreed. It's an honorable mention. Uh, do you guys have one more each? Did I count right? I've got one more. Yeah, I have one more. Okay, go ahead. Honey Pop. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that game. Okay. For any like for anybody who hasn't played that game, you can fuck off because you don't know what I'm going to be talking about. That gameplay is actually really, really good and deep in a way I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. The match mm-hmm. three with RPG elements and a dating sim all like thrown into one and working in perfect unison was like a proof of concept of a game I didn't know I wanted until it came out. All right. Stretchmo, uh, a continuation of the Mo series, starting with like Pushmo. Uh, puzzle game where you had to like figure out all these like 2D sprites and turn them into like 3D platforms to climb up to the top and like grab a flag. Um, this one was really cool. Like it had so many puzzles and it had this, it was this weird free to start method that Nintendo's been trying to do lately. Where you like you get five stages to start with, and then you just buy the rest. Right. Uh, it was just really good and really hard, like really challenging and like a good fun puzzle game. But I, I don't. It just didn't crack it. I think it, mm. I would probably put that around like eleven or twelve. Stretch one was really oh, okay. good. It was close. Yeah, yeah. That that was the same with my like beginner's guy. Like just missed the cut for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we are going to do our game of the year list. So we're going to start at ten. We're going to work our way down again. We're going to keep going in the circle. Are, so have, are we going to do uh, ten or like ten from each, and then the community, then nine from each in the community? So far, so far. Yes, okay. that's what we will do. And if any of our games um, show up, or someone says like, "Hey, this is my number ten game," but it's maybe lower on on John's or whatever, John's just going to say that's on my list later on, so that <clears> they can both talk about it, uh, but not to ruin the the placement for John, right? Uh, and the surprise of where that is. Because uh, we've done that in the past, and it sucks when someone says like you're number one in the number ten spot. It's like, well, it was my like biggest game of the year. So. Was, wasn't that uh, Deadly Premonition? I did that to Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know where to, I didn't know where to put that game, so I was just like ten, and he was like, "Well, that was my number one." So to avoid that, we're, we'll we'll just simply say I have that on my list elsewhere, and uh, and we'll continue. Uh, continuing the order, John, what was your ten? That's not the order. Paul, Paul. I, was, I was thinking of Paul. I was, I was, I had Paul's face. I was looking at Paul. Okay. Right there. Uh, Paul, what was your 10th favorite game of 2015? 10th best game of 2015 was Duck Game. Okay. So Duck Game is the perfect game to play with friends. The fact that it, like, they knew that right from the get-go, which is why it was released on the Ouya. When they realized that the Ouya is a piece of junk that nobody bought, they did the smart thing, released that game on PC, and made netcode for it, making it not local, multiplayer only. So you could play with anybody on your friends list, create like a lobby and then play and just do a whole bunch of maps and stuff. They added custom maps and the community has gone crazy with that and added way more content into that game. The reason it is so low on my list, though, is because you need people to play with. Like you need at least two other people to really make it fun. A full four is like the best but when you get that like perfect amount of people playing it it is like one of the funnest times you could have all year easy 
cool. Is there any kind of single player component? There, there is. is, but it's not okay. very good. It's like time trials and like uh, trying different objectives and stuff. Okay. John, you're number 10. My number 10 is Crypt of the Necrodancer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. This one kind of caught me off guard, to be honest. Um, a rhythm-based roguelike game that you can play with a dance pad. Yeah. The idea is all, you all your actions are, are tied to the rhythm of the game and everything. It's just a really cool, solid concept. And the soundtrack really carried that game far. Did you play it with a dance pad? <clears throat> no, I did not, sadly. No, I, I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't okay. either. <laughs> what, what was your preferred? Like, did you do a gamepad or a keyboard? Um, I think I've tried both. And I think I preferred keyboard. Yeah. I like the keyboard. It's just easier to hit, like, the doubles yeah. Yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you can, like, lay your finger across. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was on my game of the year last year because it was an early access. And I was like, yeah. I'm fine with putting that it, on. It officially yeah. released this year, which is why it made my it list. Yep. 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 That's a great game. That Like, the soundtrack is so good. That's that's one of the greats up there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, my number 10 is a small little uh, uh, mobile game called Lifeline. I talked about it a while ago. Yeah. Not sure if every, every time you say Absolutely. Lifeline, I think of the damn Konami game. <laughs> no, that I was actually every own time. that game now that you mentioned <laughs> it. I you own haven't? that DS game. Yeah, that's like a it's a ripoff of uh, the Trauma Center series. No, that it's a PS2 game. There's a DS one. What what am I thinking of then? DS Lifeline? Lifeline. Nope, that is not coming up. Uh, well, I don't know what I'm talking about then. What am I talking about? There's <laughs> there's a DS game that's a ripoff of the Trauma Center series. I'm pretty sure it's from Konami. Uh, anyway, I'm sure I'm sure someone will find it up on the uh, in the chat. Anyway, we're talking about Lifeline Mobile. Yeah, um, this was a small little game came out sometime in the summertime, I think it was. Yeah, and it was an interactive story, just binary choices through and through. But you're basically someone was stranded on a weird planet. And you interact with them through like notifications on your phone. Yeah, they're you text messaging them. you. Basically, they're basically text messaging you. Yeah. yeah, and you can, you know, if you have a if you have a um, an iPhone, you just kind of swipe to the I guess to the left to get your two options, and you just send that back, and that's you playing the game. And then they'll be like, "Cool, I'm gonna go try that." Like your option could be like, "No, I think you should huddle for shelter," or it's like, "You should go check out that rock." And they'll be like, "Okay, I'm gonna check out the rock. I'll, I'll get back to you a little later." And then maybe an hour or two later, they'll be like, "Hey, I made it to the rock." Um, there's a crazy alien here. Like, I don't know what to do now <laughs> or something. Um, and your character can die. I actually managed to win that game in my first play, which is probably not ideal because you would kind of want to see the other paths, but I definitely did stop after that. Um, but I just was completely like enamored with the cool interface of text messaging. And I've, I've never seen that before. I haven't seen anything do that since. And that was just so cool to me that I needed to give it a, 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 a spot on my top 10. Yeah. And oh yeah, communities. Communities number ten game was Bloodborne. Yep. So that was nice. the tenth favorite game of the year. Paul. Let's yes. Start us off number eight. Uh nine. Number nine. Let's just skip number nine. <laughs> yeah, fuck number nine. Number nine is Rocket League. Because okay. much like Duck Game, that game uh like is funner with people, but I had more like I had enough fun playing it single player as well with random people. Uh, yeah, that was just a blast, and I yeah. love playing that game. Yeah, Rocket League's on my list as well. Rocket League mm -hmm. is also on my list further up. Uh, 
Rocket League is just so much fun. Like, we already yeah. all talked about Rocket yeah. League. We kind of gushed about this one already. It's such a blast. It came out of nowhere, and it's, like, anyone can play it. And you're doing flips, you're hitting the ball, you're doing cool dunks, soccer-style dunks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Like, Rocket League is so much fun. <clears throat> so much fun. Yeah. And it was sure. free. It was a free game. And for those who didn't get it free, it's 20 bucks, which is also still a really good deal. For sure. For sure. John, your number nine. My number nine is Mortal Kombat 10. Um, I probably would have put this up a little bit higher, but the launch for that game was terrible. Yeah. Like, it was like no matter what system you played on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it, the, once things worked, it was pretty good. Uh, the storyline was good. Not as good as nines, but still pretty good. Uh, the gameplay was actually really fun. All the characters were fun to use, even though... Uh, I didn't have too much problem with the net play. I had issues with people being like spamming assholes, but I mean, that's any fighting game at this point. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Right. It was fun to see variety. They kept adding some really interesting guest characters like Alien and Predator, uh, Jason. They added some actual like far forgotten characters from the Mortal Kombat world. It was just, it was cool. And it was actually like an actual continuation of the story. Like, Hey, this is what happened to these characters after we completely mm. fucked up the storyline with Nine. They did just did some cool things overall that I really liked. Sure. So didn't uh, they just announced like another four characters. I think they did. And I think oh, yeah, that's where like, Alien was. This was like a month ago they announced it. Alien, I believe, was one of the four. Was it Alien or was it Predator? Maybe it's Alien. I, I it's think alien. Predator I was. I think Predator now. was in the first four. Was in the first. Okay. So yeah. So they they did do both. That's what I was thinking. I thought they did both. So okay. Um. Very cool. My number nine is Box Boy. Okay. Nice. Box Boy's on my list. This came out uh, pretty early in the year. Another small downloadable game on the 3DS. I believe it's by HAL Laboratories. Is that correct? Yes, it's it's the Kirby people, HAL. The Kirby people. (laughs) Um, It's like a, I don't know, maybe like five hours, you know, short game, but it's just like a solid platformer. Super cute. You get to dress up your guy in like ninja outfits or pirate outfits or whatever kind of outfits. And yeah, when I got it, I just played it like, like I think two sittings, just back to back two days. And yeah, box boy is just, it's a lot of fun, super charming. And I would love like a box boy too. Like it was, it was like a perfect, like bite-sized thing. I, I could go for more box boy. And the community's number nine was Yoshi's Woolly World. All right. That's a good choice. Yep. Paul, your number eight. My number eight is Heroes of the Storm. That game completely changed how I play MOBAs because it's streamlined. There's no like weird bullshit you laning phase and stuff where you're just spending 20 minutes like killing creeps and stuff. It's very much getting in with your friends and just like doing some team fights and just like pushing as much as you can. Like it is probably exactly what I've always wanted from a MOBA. Just an easier like version of that gameplay style that you can do in 20 minutes and then call it a day if you want. Or you could like do ten games and spend two hours doing it or whatever you want. So I played a lot of I put a lot of time into that game with a lot of people this year. So yeah, that's a good one. Alright. My number eight is Batman Arkham Knight. This right. uh I had taken off the year from I didn't play uh Origins, so I had, had a nice gap between City and Night. So I was ready for a new Batman game. And I hate open world games, but I've always loved the Batman games. So I was ready for this and I was really happy about it. The only reason it's so low on the list is because of the damn Batmobile. It ruins that game. 
It, there's points where it just it's perfect. It does everything you need. It's fun to use. And then there's points where it is just will make you pull out your hair in frustration. It's just so aggravating. If mm-hmm. they had fixed the driving or if they had uh, not had the Batmobile in their period, I think it probably would be in top three. But because of that, mm, it also oh, also the uh, there's so much sub content, which it, it just kind of drags, unfortunately. Like I <laughs> yeah. did all the missions. There are a lot of side missions. Wow. But um, I still enjoyed it, even though I was getting frustrated by the end, uh, especially by the Batmobile. But still good. And I'm curious to see how that DLC is. I didn't try out any of the DLC that came out this year, but apparently it was all good. Cool. I I feel like most people skipped Origins, it sounds like. I seem to be like the one person who played Origins. Um, uh, But yeah, no, uh, Arkham Knight was real close to being on my list. Uh, that's, That's for sure. Uh, I'm almost a little worried about saying mine. Uh, Undertale is number eight. Okay. That's on my uh, list somewhere. That's on my I list. S- I assume it was on your list, and I'm glad we put in this rule. Because uh, <clears> I'm sure it's pretty up there on your guys' list. Uh, again, I have no idea. I'm just, that's why I was a little worried. I didn't want to spoil anything. Sure. Undertale's a cool game. Um, you guys, I, I, I clearly, I only played it once. I didn't like research it. You guys had tell me a lot about the, the more nuances that I definitely missed. Uh, but that is definitely a cool game. The music's real nice, uh, and it's just an enjoyable time. I think I played it in, like, two sittings. Uh, I agree with you, Paul. The first little bit is not the best part of the game, but it definitely does pick up. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, be- the beginning of the game is the worst part of Undertale. I, I don't yeah. think anyone will disagree with that. Yep. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was a... Yeah, people are asking. I did a neutral one. I talked about it on last week's episode. Yep. Uh but, you know, I still had fun. There's that that robot is my favorite character. And anytime he popped up was lots of fun. There's like a cooking part. That part was Me- great. Metaton's pretty good. Metaton's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? What are your Undertale parts? Okay. We have to say, are we doing spoilers at all? Uh, I, I say I, no, because there's still I a lot of people who wouldn't okay, have Okay. If it. we say no, then I'm just going to say Undertale's good and you should just fucking play it. Done. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the end of genocide, as in like the final fight, is probably my favorite moment of gameplay, and my favorite moment of kind of everything else would be uh, the interactions with or the uh, like off story interactions with Papyrus and Undyne. Okay. All right. Then let's move to communities number eight, and that is The Witcher Three. Oh wow! There you go. Nice. All number seven. Number seven is actually a very, very recent one. Rainbow Six Siege. Nice. This is, right. this is again, going to like what the last, uh, I guess, three have been. It's multiplayer focused. It's all multiplayer. So like when you have your full group, it is at like its prime. It's at its perfect peak. Otherwise, it's just kind of like a multiplayer shooter and you can get matched up with assholes and stuff like that. But the reason why it's on this list is because it's not played like a shooter, like a CSGO or like even a Team Fortress or anything would be. It's 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 very much its own style of gameplay, which hasn't really been done yet. Like the way it's nuanced hasn't really been done even by other Rainbow Six games. It's kind of like the perfect evolution of what Rainbow Six used to be into the first-person shooter category now. And mm-hmm. I think they just make some really, really good decisions with how that game plays out. I think there still needs a little bit of work. Like, I finally got to play it last night with Paul and a bunch of other people. 
I had a lot of fun, but like it didn't even crack honorable mentions for me because it was just the the learning curve is surprisingly steep. When you have mm-hmm. to get used to the fact that any anywhere in any other game you've played you think would be safe is no longer safe. That's what I like, love about it. Yeah. That's the coolest thing, but it's also like the, I, I guess, a detriment when you're starting out. Like it took, I think we played for like four hours and I think it only started clicking by the very end of it. Yeah. Like I played this game in beta twice and I hated it. And then like I was just like, you know what? I could go for a bit more of this. And um, like a friend of mine in front of the show, Spart, he gave me like a free pass for a weekend or whatever that he had. And like I just played more and more of it, and then I it clicked. Like there's a moment where that game clicks with you, and you realize I have to play this differently. And then you start like breaking open how that game's supposed to be played, and how walls are no longer places you should be like maybe barricading up, but they are like ways you should be looking down a hallway to shoot an unsuspecting victim, or like secret places you can blow up to like really get the drop on people. That game never plays out the same way twice in a round because of all the different like variations you can attack and defend on it's just like really really good all right all right my number seven was rocket league we've already talked about this but yeah fun solid multiplayer game kind of a surprise super fun uh super aggravating i mean but that's a multiplayer game that's how it works yeah i like it there's there's a lot more nuance to that like watching People who have mastered flying in that game play. It's a whole different game, and it's so entertaining to watch and to play. Yep. yep. That's also on my list. That's a great game. Uh, my number seven was Guitar Hero Live. Cool. Nice. Yeah, uh, I kind of I mentioned it kind of all before. Uh, just to quick reiterate, uh, I like the changes they made. Uh, I love the, uh, the the kind of free-to-play-ish model of uh, all the songs and having so many different songs and then just adding new songs and you you immediately have access to them. and Just sit down, see what's already playing, and you're playing along with people at all times. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a nice twist on the formula. And the community's number seven was Rocket League. Nice. Yeah. You and I are agreeing, apparently. For a long time, Rocket League was my number seven as well until I did some rearranging. So that's like the perfect spot for that game. <laughs> uh, my number six, and even though like it's one of probably the buggiest and kind of garbage es game I played this year, Fallout Four took up more of my fucking time than it probably ever should have, and I had a great time for as much time as I put into it as well until I got kind of sick by for by it by the end there. Um, that game is a buggy mess in the way Bethesda does buggy messes. And once you get over that, like the disappointing parts about it, obviously is that it feels like less of an RPG because of the dialogue system being cut down so brutally. And it's just kind of more of like a bad shooter than like a good RP or a decent RPG with shooting mechanics. But like, it feels like the progression of fallout, maybe just not like as far as I wanted it, which kind of kept it from being further up on my list. Like it feels more like a Fallout 3.5 or something. And I was totally ready in my life when it came out to have another Fallout 3. So yeah, I enjoyed my time with it. Nice. Uh, My number six, uh, a game that I played at E3 and I was like, this will be like a fun diversion thing. And it being a lot better than I thought it would be Splatoon. Uh, Splatoon's great. 
honestly surprisingly shot game that it came out as great as it did. Uh, Nintendo has been putting out free content for that game for quite a while, and I hope they keep doing it because it keeps that game fresh. The only qualm is some of that content should have been there when the game came out in the first place. But that's yep. uh, kind of par for the course now for Nintendo, unfortunately. But uh, I don't know. It it was a good take on the genre. Uh, like, it's a shooter where you don't actually, you're not supposed to technically be shooting the other players. Uh, it's all about, like, how much you can cover ground. And, like, they keep the, the whole, like, atmosphere of the game is great. It feels like Jet Set Radio. Um, it's just, I don't know. It just came out of nowhere to me. And I just, it was so fun and just so different. That it yeah, feels like, game. yeah, like there's nothing really like it on the market, and like that's kind of the Nintendo thing. I never thought Nintendo would make an entertaining shooter, but sure enough, they did. It's got a lot of personality that game. Uh, my number six is Super Mario Maker. Cool. That game's just like unbelievable. Like so much, so many cool things have come out of that game, and uh, I haven't made a lot of stages myself. But uh, I love seeing what's out there. I, I watch plenty of YouTube stuff of people playing just the craziest looking stages. And it's just so fun seeing what people are coming up with, uh, seeing what people have to do to complete these stages and what's possible. And they're adding more stuff. Again, like, your, like much like your Splatoon, they're adding more stuff every month, it seems like. And they're meaningful updates. And I just can't wait to see like what this turns into. Um, I hope Maker becomes like a series for Nintendo. Yeah, but but Super Mario Maker, it just like it's a game that you, you didn't even think Nintendo would ever make. It's like it wouldn't open their doors this much. But yeah, I think that game is is so good. Community's number six. Super Mario Maker's not on either of your guys's lists. Oh, sorry, it's on mine. I just it's not okay. on mine at all. I was uh, just waiting for that. Pa- I was like, Paul really? gave Paul gave it an honorable mention. I remember that. I was like, I was surprised. At, okay. Uh, Community's number six is Metal Gear Solid 5. Nice. We're on to the number fives. Number five. Ori in the Blind Forest. <laughs> that is... Like I I'm said... Just ju- I'm just I- going to quickly jump ahead. Also my number five. Okay. Nice. <laughs> that game's delightful. Like I said, if I hadn't had a terrible experience with it, it probably would have made my top ten as well. That game is so good. Let me tell you a little bit about Ori. Paul, I'm looking at you. This is just going to be the the you and me loving Ori moment. Brought to you by us. I'm going to go. I'm going to take a drink. (laughs) Sure. Let let me tell you a little bit about Ori in the Blind Forest. The thing that brings you into that game is like how beautiful it looks. The thing that keeps you playing is how flawlessly it executes every one of its mechanics it gives you and makes you feel like a badass by the end. Apparently all those environments were hand painted yes that's true it's insane yeah hand painted by one person yeah like yeah that, like, you, you said it exactly that game looks so good handles so well and like like my biggest issue with it is i couldn't go back and play more of it because they lock you out at the end which sucks that part totally sucks and i i i'm just my fingers are crossed that when they give out that dlc they change that idea but i I think I sat down and just played that like in one sitting, basically, because I was just glued to getting as much as I could. I think it's a shame that like Ori will probably always be remembered as that really nice looking game that people from all over the world like made by like sending emails to each other when really it should be focused that it is mechanically one of the best games made this year. It played perfectly. It, It is a really solid like Metroidvania style game. 
Yes. Yeah, it's it's real good. Yeah. I love the upgrade path. This like I had so and the story's great too. Like it's it's it gets dark and you wouldn't expect that from these cutesy little creatures or whatever. Like that's a that's a hard hitting game. I, I like Ori so much. Great Xbox One uh exclusive. You know, it's on PC too as well. But uh anyway. Yeah. John, you're number five. Uh my number five is Box Boy for the three DS. That game once again came out of nowhere. I think they actually announced it the uh, on the Nintendo Direct the day the game came out. I think you're right. That does sound familiar. And it was fun from start to finish. Like getting all the stars was great. Like all the little costumes unlock is great. That was just a fun experience. I'm glad I had that and I'm glad it came out. I would love for a spiritual successor to that, even gameplay wise. Although because like technically the story of Box Boy ends, but yeah. Community's number five is Xenoblade Chronicles X. Not surprised by that one. Moving on to number four. Also interesting to note that number five for the community is where they jumped up significantly in fervor. <laughs> like, in the numbers. Oh, in the votes for it? Yeah. Like That's true. Everything yeah. above now is all like, ev- everybody had this on their list at somewhere. Right. And then once we get to three, they jump up exponentially again. Yeah, like everybody literally had the top three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Box Boy, the game from January, everyone remembers. That was a lot. That was a January game. I didn't even remember that. It That's was so long, early it was in the year. I thought Holy it was crap. the summer, but yeah, maybe that was a while ago. Yeah, now that I think about it, that, w- that would have been before Majora's <laughs> Mask 3D because I played that right afterwards. That was a, It was a while ago, that game. Yeah. Number four, Paul. Number four was a year-long journey for me. Life is Strange. That's also on my list. Is my number four. The reason why it's so high up is because I usually don't like Telltale-like story-based games very much at all. And I fell in love with Life is Strange in a way I wasn't ready for by the first episode and stayed in love with it to the point where every month I was looking up to see if there was a release date for the next episode. I kept up with this all year. And I was super excited every single time. I ran home like after work and would just like play the new episode the day it came out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to save my uh, little blurb about it for a little later. Sure. Okay. Uh, my number four was since I didn't enjoy Ori, I went the other direction for that genre Axiom Verge. There you go. Okay. I that was on my honorable mentions, but I knew yeah. it would be on yours, so I didn't bother. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, Axiom Verge, super fun game. Uh, love the hell of it. Great Metroidvania game. Didn't mind the fact that it was an 8-bit uh, style game, which some people didn't like, and that's why they veered more towards Ori. But I liked how like weird the story was. I liked the the music, the atmosphere. It made me feel like I was actually going through like an alien world the whole time. The crazy amount of weapons you get were all fun, even though only so many of them were useful. And it's very rare that I will finish a game and then immediately start playing it again. This is, I think, the only game <laughs> this year. Or no, the second game this year that I did that with. Nice. And I, I loved it. I, I meant to go actually get all the uh, trophies, and I think I stopped uh, one or two shy. So I, at some point, I'm going to go back to that game and play it again. I loved it. If you love Metroidvania games or games that play like the original Metroid or Super Metroid, get it. It's fun. It does some really cool things. Uh, my number four was, Ax- uh, not Axiom Verge, it was Rocket League. <laughs> So okay. we already talked about that a few times now. Sure. Uh, number four for community was Fallout 4. Sure. Yeah, nice. I could see that. You know, they just want to match up with the fours. 
Yeah. I'm thinking at this point, based on my top three, I think they're going to differ from yours quite a bit. Because I'm pretty sure you guys didn't play these ones. Yeah. Okay, so I'm excited to see what people are talking. What, what are you guys are going to say for mine? Are so obvious when I say them, but that's my, fine. People can already figure out what my top three are. Paul, what's your number three? Undertale. Okay. Nice. All right. Again, a game that caught me completely off surprise. Um, the more you play that game, the more it unravels into something way bigger. Like that game is like an iceberg or something where like you, if you just see like the surface, you're like, okay, yeah, there's so many fucking layers to that shit, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> there is a lot of stuff in that game. And the soundtrack is the best soundtrack I've heard all year. Easy. All right. John, number three. Mario Maker. Uh, All right. I knew I was going to like this one from the moment I saw it. I, I When I saw it last year at E3, it was really cool, even though it was just super generic and basic. And they've added so much of that. that it looks like they're going to keep adding new things. All, anything that I mentioned, like, complaint-wise that was missing from the game, they've already put in for free. They, like... It's also crazy to see Nintendo of all companies be like, hey, here's basically what we use to make our game, so you have fun with it. That's unheard of for a company like them, and I hope it gets so much support. Even though it basically turned into what I thought it would be, which would be like a Kaizo light simulator. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so <laughs> glad that it exists and that it's gotten like popularity and traction. Sure. My number three game was Tales from the Borderlands. Nice. Okay. Um, I didn't expect anything from this game um borderlands is fun but i couldn't tell you like any of the story besides vault hunters that's about it that's a story though honestly yeah yeah, pretty much that's been all of their stories exactly like that's there's not much of their story there and and this is a game that's going to be like oh it's going to be all about the lore you guys love the borderlands lore right and no i don't but the characters they made were just were great and it's it is so funny. Like, it, it, I was shocked we, month after month when this was coming out, just how funny it was. And the characters they introduced, like Loaderbot, like char- one of the characters of the year, if we had a, ca- uh, uh, a category for that. Like, he's great. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, of the Telltale Avenger games. I play, I, bet, I guess I play all of them. Walking Dead Season 1 was one of my, was my top game a couple years back whenever that came out. And, yeah, this is my number three game. Um, so, you know, I hope they keep making like real strong ones like this. They have some duds every now and then, but you know, it's great when that one of them really hits. Yeah. Number three for the, so like we said, when the community, this is when they really amp up. Number three was super Mario maker for the community. Nice. I'm on par with the community again. Yep. Number two, Paul. Number two is metal gear solid five, the phantom pain. Nice. Great. That game is like literally every mechanic, either shitty or good in video games, thrown into it somehow, done perfectly and mixed together in a way that I didn't think like they could make all those different little gimmicky things in other video games work together for better or for worse. There's some weird things with like your base and stuff that is some free to play bullshit. But I mean, that's just kind of the way games go these days. That game plays almost flawlessly every time I played it. The big gripe with it that kept it from number one is that it doesn't even feel like a Metal Gear game to me because the story, while batshit crazy, isn't the batshit crazy that makes sense to me for that world. So, 
yeah, that game has its problems, but it's so easy to overlook because I was enthralled by like every minute I spent in it. Cool. John? Uh, number two, Undertale. All right. I had probably the best experience that you could have playing Undertale. Uh, Reese helped me through it anytime I got stuck, which was, wasn't that often, but she had definitely had advice like, hey, you should do this. Uh, she helped me get through. Which was basically never like, I don't, I don't get stuck. I need help. No, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> fuck, fuck off. You know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, I had a really good experience with it. She helped me get through Pacifist first, and then I got to experience Genocide and Hard. I got to like do all the endings that really matter in that game, and I basically Whoa, fell hang on. Lo- my ending mattered. Excuse no, me. no, your ending really didn't matter. I'm I sorry. liked my ending. I was fine with it. There's only one <laughs> ending that actually matters, and it's the full pacifist one. Uh, the other stuff is just there to see. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just Layers. I had a great experience with it. Nothing had been spoiled for me before I went in. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, all the characters were great. I I just loved the whole thing. I, it was just the perfect experience you could have had. I got to see everything that game had to offer, and I feel like I had a nice, complete thing. I I feel like I I got the best I could get out of it, and that's why it's as high as it is. Much like an ogre, there's layers to Undertale. Oh my god! So I think we can all agree on that. Um, number two, my number two game of the year is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, I figured I was gonna like this game because I liked the last Tomb Raider game, but just how much they improved this one. I, again, just kind of glued to it night after night, uh, upgrading Laura, getting all the really cool, like triple shot arrows. I just had so much fun exploring that place, taking on the enemies, just doing everything that I could in that game. And like, I, I just wanted there to be like more story content, content, content. <laughs> um, Cause yeah, I had, I had just so much fun and that game looks gorgeous. Like it looks so good. Uh, it's great. It's totally fun, and I can't wait, Paul, for you to get it on the PC this month. Uh, I'm glad it's finally getting uh, spread out a little bit because so, more people need to play that game. It's it's a lot of fun. Number two game of the year uh, for the community was Splatoon. Nice. Yep. All right, final games. Final games. Number one game of the year, Paul. The best game that came out this year was The Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That game made me care about that world that the other two didn't. It was a good blend of like the over likely bullshit mechanical way that one played and like number two, how they dumbed it down. It's like the perfect balance between those two and how it plays all the animations for the most part, except for when you're like on the horse sometimes and like looking around are really really nice that world is expansive in a way you can't even imagine everything you do in that game all the side missions and everything make you feel like you are a person in this world and not that this world is built for your person like it is crazy how almost perfect that game is in every way and yeah like i just wish i had more time to play it because there was so much that came out this year and that game requires so much of your goddamn time. But I think I'm like 50 hours in and I've loved every second of it. Even the small stuff that I usually hate doing in those open world things I've loved doing. Cool. Great. All right. Uh, this year's been a little weird for me because I've had to do so much traveling and like I've barely been home and <laughs> oh, I moved. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's oh, come. Man. Yeah. It's it made me realize that there's been a shift in my like how I've been playing games and that. 
So I've had to go like thinking of what to make number one would have to be something that I've spent so much time playing and enjoying every moment of it. And really, the game that stood out to me the most was Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Oh, man. <laughs> That's great. That's perfect. That's great. There's no other way to put it. Like, I thought about what game I put the most time into this year. It's Record Keeper. I thought yeah. about what game I've had the most fun playing this year. It's been Record Keeper. I thought about what game I'm still interested in at this point, and it's Record Keeper. There's you no other way to put it. it. As we started it's, the call, I have been last... playing it during this podcast. It's the last thing I think about when I go to bed. It's the first thing I think about when I wake up. I want to spend my rest of the rest of my life with it. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's true. I I've been in an RPG mood. It's it's filled that gap. Uh, it's I I haven't paid a, a cent for the game. RPG mood. I haven't paid a cent for the game. Still getting all everything out of it. I haven't been blocked by like oh like here's the block for like a free to play game. I have no complaints about this game. It's so weird. So that's I mean that's that's, awesome. that's why I gave it my number one. Hey, mobile games have been here for years, and and you finally got on the mobile game train this year. That's great. That's cool. Record keeper, it is. Uh, that is not on my list. My number one game of the year is Life is Strange. Yeah, I had a feeling. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we were down okay. to one game list, so uh, much like Paul said, yeah, that game first episode came out in January, just kind of blew things away, put a spin on the Telltale formula. And it was just, it was so down to earth. Like we talked about this on the spoiler cast. We made a whole spoiler cast for this game. But yeah, it's down to earth. The characters were relatable. There's Twin Peaks vibes in it. And like Paul, I was just glued to like their Twitter account. Like when does the next one come out? And as soon as it came out, as soon as Paul finished playing his copy of it, I would play his copy of it. And then I couldn't wait to just talk to Paul on the next podcast about if he enjoyed it or not. And every every episode ends with a cool cliffhanger and something crazy is going on. The characters and the world is cool. And, you know, uh, big story driven uh, game fan here. So, yeah, I, I thought Life is Strange is super cool. And I, I can't wait to see what uh, Don't Not and I think it's Don't Not Entertainment is the developer yep. Yep. does next. And I really need to go play Remember Me, uh, their game previously to this uh but yes that was my favorite game of this year and yeah i'm glad it kind of just it lasted the whole year yeah. like it, it like it was just it was great like it was a whole year of enjoying this game and that's that's the best thing about episodic games is they're not just done in a in a weekend or a month it was a whole year of enjoying this and yeah that, that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun and hey i bet you can guess what the community's game of the year uh, most unsurprising was. game of the year for the community it was undertale that's the number one for the here's an interesting stat for you guys too if you take number six to ten on the community game of the year list here you add up those numbers they're still less than undertale than the score undertale got yeah yeah undertale won by quite a landslide and we basically saw that pretty early on and some others started to catch up (laughs) but they yeah they couldn't take undertale yeah so undertale took the community game of the year that's great Lots of good games. Our, our lists were quite different, and the, uh, I'm I'm glad to see the community's list wasn't just Nintendo games like it tends to be. So that was cool. <laughs> There's a lot of great games we listed there. Yeah. Um, I believe we have one more section: the pile of shame. The pile of shame. Yep. Every game that came out this year. There's my pile of shame. I'm done. See you, everybody. <laughs> so these are yeah. games that um, we like didn't get to that we really wish we could have. Um, 
Yeah. Because we don't really rank these, I'm just going to say the community's ones first. Yeah, okay. sure. Uh, the community, the game they wanted to get to the most uh, was <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah. Which I think makes sense. It came out in December. So yeah. not a lot of people could get to that game. Um, I have quite a few games on this list. I have like one, two. I have 10 games I wanted to get to. I, I, I can probably think of more. I'm just adding them as I think of them. I have three. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, I guess let's go in a circle until we can't do any more. Uh, uh, John, do you want to... Paul, start us. You always start us. Assassin's Creed Syndicate, because I really, really uh, like that time, era, and period, and like place they chose for that, and I kind of wanted to see how that played out. That's all on my list, too. I own it. I just hadn't put it in yet, because I decided the PS4 is coming uh, uh, back to my parents uh, this Christmas, um, and I got it on the Xbox. I've heard so many good things about this one, especially because the last few people have just been not caring for. So I'm definitely looking forward to sitting down with this game. Uh, Chroma Squad. It is a strategy game where you make your own Power Rangers TV show and you fight monsters and basically make episodes of the show with a tactics based strategy fight. And like it apparently has like this crazy story. And basically, had I actually sat down and played this game, it probably would have cracked my top 10. I just love the concept. I love the gameplay. Uh, everything about it, I love. Uh, first of all, mine, The Room 3. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Room series on mobile. Uh, 3 came out. I just never got around to playing it. Sure. Uh, my second one was Yoshi's Woolly World. I really, really wanted to try that out. Never yeah. got around to it. It's a cool one. Yep. Uh, Galaxy The Dimensional. Uh, another game that would have cracked my top 10 if I'd actually gotten to play it. That was actually my plan to play today so I could at least get a good feel for it. But I've been gone all day and just had no energy. And we started this earlier than I expected. But uh, basically just like a, a top-down like space shooter, like uh, free space and stuff like that. Or subspace, that was the game I was thinking of. Where you kind of just go around and it's all based around like an 80s cartoon motif. Like kind of like... Uh, uh, fuck, Robotech. So where you just go around and like everything's modeled 80s, like it's all like I think when you pause the game, it pauses like a VCR does. Uh, the gameplay is solid, like dogfighting, like top down dogfighting. It's just a really cool concept. And every time I played it at E3, I loved it. But I just haven't played it since it's come out on consoles and PC. Yeah. Uh, um, I never got to play that Shovel Knight DLC. OK, no, that was good. Plague of Shadows was good. Yeah, I I wanted I wanted to get to that. I just never got around to it. That's another game on my list. Cool. Um, I mean, the top one on my list was Splatoon. Just never got around to it. Okay. Xenoblade Chronicles X. I uh, I actually went out of my way to make sure I had space on my hard drive, and I didn't have enough space on my Wii U, so I actually went out and bought an external hard drive so I could actually play the game. <laughs> Downloaded the patches and have not opened the game out of its packaging. Nice. Massive Chalice. Yeah. Uh, I don't don't really have much to say for these next ones. It's just I wanted to get to them. I couldn't. So we can probably just bang through these. Yeah, Massive Chalice. Do you want me to do my list or John, do you want to go back and forth? Oh, I thought Paul had more. Was that that it? No, I had three. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, I got a bunch more. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. Huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Uh, This was probably the first one that I've been able to play at launch that I did not play. I also did not play Ground Zeroes, or I didn't finish Ground Zeroes, so uh, 
I played Ground Zeroes. I like I started like I played a little bit of Ground Zeroes and I liked it, but then like it was the day before I had to move that I started playing it. So <laughs> yeah, and it's just been lost in the shuffle. So unfortunately, I don't want to play Ground Zero or I don't want to play Phantom Pain without finishing Ground Zeroes, even though it's so short. Because mm-hmm. that's that's my logic. It's so short. Then why not play that? Then go into it. So eventually, Metal Gear. This one. This one's kind of funny. Uh, Destiny Taken King. <laughs> I wish I had finished that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> uh, Halo Five. I'm a huge Halo fan. Uh, just this game came out while I was gone. That's and a good game. I have not. Every time I come home, I'm like, oh, I'll play it this time. That's nope. a fun Halo game. Uh, her story. I, oh, I just really want to play her story. That was on my honorable mentions, but I just didn't bother saying it. It's okay. Yeah, I heard some great things about that game. Sure. Uh, did I, why do I have Xenoblade on here twice? That's weird. Uh, just really <laughs> wanted to play it. Uh, Dragon Dragon Quest Heroes. So I really liked Hyrule Warriors last year. <laughs> No interest in that at all. I really no. liked Hyrule Warriors last year. Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest Heroes is supposed to be like that, but a little bit better. Uh, and I like the Dragon Quest characters, and they included my favorite character from Eight, Yangus. So I was I'm gung ho about that. So at some point I'll play that. Cool. N plus plus. I have no good excuse. Shit, for this. that was this year. <laughs> oh man, add that to no, my pile. I have no good excuse for this game. Like I love N. I love N plus. For some reason, I just let this one go by. Yeah, same here. That's that's on my list. Now, now, now it's on my list. <laughs> uh, these two, I'm gonna say together because they both have the exact same reason for being on here. Uh, Mad Max and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, I ordered them for Boxing Day. Uh, they they were like forty bucks off each, so I'm like, all right, cool. I'll grab them and I'll play Rise of the Tomb Raider for uh, for Game of the Year discussion because it looks yeah. like it'll be good. And I'm like, all right, two day shipping. That should make it here in time. It's not here yet. That's crazy. It it shipped the 27th. It's still not here. Maybe it was ships in two days. No, it was as in it once it's shipped, it arrives in two days. Yeah. It it says it was supposed to be here on the 30th. It's definitely the 3rd of January because all the holidays are screwing it up. So it'll be here tomorrow. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My next one is volume. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Mike Bithel, the uh, Binding of not Binding of Isaac, the um, Thomas was alone. Thomas was alone developer. Yeah, uh, that looks cool, and I was following it, and I, I want to play Volume. Uh, I originally had Rainbow Six Siege on here, but I actually played that last night, so it's not there anymore. So that's all I've got currently. If I think of anything else before we're done, I'll say it. But that's my list. Got two more. First one. Um, I wish I was brave enough to play Until Dawn. But I, I, wish un- I wish Until Dawn was cheaper and then I would have bought it. <laughs> See, yeah. that's why I didn't put that or Halo on my pile of shame because I'm not shameful of not wanting to spend $500 for one game to buy a system. <laughs> so, But I already have the system, so I'm just like debating like 70 Yeah, like, you should be shameful. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard real cool Whatever, things I don't want to pay game. full price for that thing. That's why. That's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just wish I, I was better with scary games so I could play that because I've heard real cool stuff. Yeah, and my last one uh, is a game I bought a couple weeks ago on my phone. Downwell, I've heard real cool things about that too, and I just mm. haven't gotten around to it yet. That game, I, so ended, I ended up picking that up during the Steam sale. So I, it's just I've been trying to get through this third Phoenix Wright, and then I can finally play other mobile games again. Um, so I'm just waiting for that. 
And all right, so that's all the games we wanted to play that we played. Yep. All that. That's that's it. That's now everything. We're gonna t- it's the prediction time. Sean, oh or John, you should yell up to Reese and ask her what her game of the year was. She's in the chat, unless she left again. I think she left again. I haven't seen, because I asked a while ago. Because she said that was my number two of the year when we talked about a game. And so I said, what's your number one? And I think she left. Uh, she's still listed as being in the chat, so she might have muted it and she's recording something. Oh, okay. I'm curious now. No, no, there she is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Predictions. Predictions. We'll chime in with with Reese when she when she says her thing. Yeah, yeah. Um so I have these I'm going to I'm going to go in a circle again so we're not just picking on one person at a time. Uh, I have them in the order uh, John, Sean and Paul and and then community. Uh, community only has one. Sure. <clears throat> uh, John's first prediction was the PS4 gets a price cut of $100. Uh, I don't think that happened. I think a I know, 50 it, I think a $50 one happened. Yeah, it got a price cut. Um, and then maybe if you throw in like game bundles, maybe you make 50 bucks there. Yeah. So, that, so I, sure. I'd say you could argue that one. Yeah. You got, so you got close. You got close. <clears throat> I said the witness. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm assuming I, I wrote the witness down cause it was going to be good. It's not even out yet. So I've clearly missed that one. Um, why did I put down the witness? I wonder if I put that down on the year before that. Yeah, I had that on the year before as well. Is that the transferring one? You're just so going to keep transferring it, every I year? I just moved it on. Like, <laughs> here we go. Witness doubling down. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, Paul says that the Oculus Rift is going to be going to retail at $250 this year. Okay. I'm going to just move that ahead when we get to just that gonna move point. Just going to move that ahead? Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, the community's one thing was uh, that there will be more playable teasers. And nope. we can do that never really happened. Yeah, not a single one. It was just PT and that even got pulled this year. Yeah. So there's less playable teasers than there are there was. Uh John's next one was probably the NX one. Was Nintendo teases not announces the next handheld console. They didn't even do that. I don't even mm. think they brought it up during their last like yeah. de- de- uh not developer uh stockholder conference. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, I wouldn't call that a tease yet. Like, they've so far said, like, we're not talk about, talking about the NX. We're not talking about the NX. Everything we've got is just, like, speculating. I, uh, my my only my only logic for thinking this is why this happened is that I think the whole thing that happened with Iwata kind of fucked up any plans they had, and everything got bumped forward. I feel like if, if that hadn't happened, that this might have happened, but I'm not sure anymore. Because either way, it, it didn't happen, so... My next one, uh, first one, I would say that it's been right. I predicted that the Morpheus would not be out. Cool. And it's, and it's I not, feel like that so. was a safe bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Paul, Paul <laughs> said that Ubisoft gets rid of Uplay. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> oh, my God. Why would you nope. think they'd be that brave? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. And another one from John. He uh, countered. Paul's uh, Rift price yeah, yeah. and said that the Rift went to retail for 200 or less. Oh, which snap. also has not happened yet, so we'll move that one forward. Okay. Um, my next one, I said, I just said Hotline Miami 2. I'm assuming again that I was expecting it to be good. Uh, and I'm going to say that was wrong. Not a lot of people seem very high on Hotline Miami 2. Game kind of sucks. A little bit. 
Paul says that the new Zelda gets pushed to 2016. He was exactly right. Safe yeah. bet. Yep. Safe bet. <laughs> that was the safest bet ever. I think I uh, even agreed with him on that one. I'm like, yeah, that, that's pretty much right. Yep. John countered my Morpheus uh, <laughs> speculation by saying the Morpheus is going to retail at the very end of the year, Black Friday. Ooh, no. Oh. Um, I said that the Nemesis system shows up everywhere. I think I that's showed up once. I think that's, that's safe for next year almost. I think it might be next year. I'm, I'm yeah, give it a two year, year development cycle and then yeah. Paul said that Street Fighter Five comes out in April and then comes out to right. all the other platforms in the fall. Neither happened. Nope. No. I think it, it's coming out somewhere around April ish. I think year. it's coming out f- actually I think you are right with April. Hang on. I like, could just push that forward. <laughs> yeah, you just push that one forward. Uh John uh, February Set. 16 is when Street Fighter 5 drops. Oh, okay. Still early in the year. Yep. Um, so we can't push that one forward. It has a release date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John also said that the new Zelda gets pushed to 2016. So I, I knew right, I said John. that. I knew I said that at some point. Uh, I said that the new Star Fox is called New Star Fox <laughs> and is bad. That's so good. What is the actual name of it? Star Fox Zero. Star Fox yeah. Zero. So I was wrong. But I'm going to keep the second half of it. That The new Star Fox is bad, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, what sure. I played so far is good, but the gimmick is weird. So it's like it's half. You could be right on this one. I'm thinking that's why it got delayed, so they could figure out what the fuck they want to do with it. Paul said that the Vita outsells the Wii U <laughs> yeah. for at least one month. Did that ever that happen? Happened. We did. I'm not. I don't know for sure. I'm no, I don't think that. No. In North America, think. that didn't happen. In Japan, probably. Uh, John had two more. Really? He says that, yeah, you had two more. You said Street Fighter V doesn't break exclusivity. Uh, I mean, you could push that one forward. Um, yeah, let's push that one forward. Here's and, the thing. The way I see it, it's Capcom. So Street Fighter V is going to hold for half a year. I think I'm actually going to change that. The Street Fighter holds okay. Hang exclusivity. Hang on, before we do new here. predictions, I, okay. I just want to get to the old ones. Uh, and le- John's last prediction is that the hotly anticipated Silent Hills yeah. is bad. Well, it didn't. It doesn't exist anymore. So it was so bad they we'll never release know. it. Okay, uh, so I'm going to duplicate this. That sucks. None of us like chose a Konami thing, hey? Like at all? We would have been right. Well, you could have said that was anything. the closest thing. Silent Hills was the closest thing we had. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna make new predictions. Okay. So wait, what are we pushing forward first? Okay, Paul, I'm gonna go through yours first. Yeah. Are you keeping that the rift is going to retail for two fifty? Yeah. Okay. So I'll put that one there. Are you gonna say Ubisoft is getting rid of Uplay? <laughs> you know what? As a hopeful thing, like I hope I'm right, so yes. Let's push okay. that forward. We'll push that one forward. Are you gonna say that the new Zelda gets pushed to twenty seventeen? No. Okay. Um you can't keep the Street Fighter release one. Is the Vita going to outsell the Wii U for at least one month? No. No. Okay. So you have two at the moment. John, which ones do you want to get pushed forward? Are you going to say the price, the PS4 is getting a price cut of $100? At this point, I would expect another 50 I'm going to say gonna, a 50 You're going to say a 50 one? Okay. We can add a $50 price cut for, for uh, 2016. Nintendo teases not announces the next handheld console. I'm going to change that to Nintendo uh, announces something about the NX at E3. Maybe not directly shows the final product. They're just going to reveal what like it, it is. Like, 
Nintendo so Nintendo reveals what the NX is at this year's E3. That's going like to be what comment. it looks like or what it does. What do you think? Uh, both. But okay, I'm going to say we're you... still at least a year away from NX ever coming okay. out. Nintendo reveals what the NX looks like. Slash is. Slash is, but not out. Pretty safe. Yeah. Um, are you sticking with Rift going to retail for 200 or less? Sure. Morpheus is going to come out at the end of the year, Black Friday. Um, does that have a release date, though? I don't know. I'm going to look that up. I, I, that thought, I thought it did. I don't think it does. Oculus and um, the other one do. And I'm going to push my witness HTC. one. HTC. Uh, mm. it, it has a release date of first or second quarter 2016. Okay, so we're not going to push okay. that one, then. I'm going to, yeah, cancel that one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. John, you had one more that I accidentally skipped over. Um... Ubisoft wins worst game company and Uplay goes nowhere. Oh, by Uplay going nowhere, that means Uplay stays. Yeah. Which that part was true. That, that uh, was true. Did, didn't that, Ubisoft actually win worst company? Or no, Konami might have overshaded that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're not a US company, so I think, well, technically Ubisoft's French. I don't know. Whatever. Are you th- <laughs> does Zelda get pushed to 2017? Uh, I'm going to tweak that slightly. And I'm going to say uh, Zelda gets pushed to January 2017. Oh, specific. Okay, Holy okay. shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So new Zelda I, gets I, pushed I have a feeling right. I have a feeling right now Zelda is intended to come out around Black Friday to be like it, the Xenoblade slot basically yep. from this year. Sure. And it's going to barely miss it like Star Fox did. It's okay. going to get moved to January or like first week of February, but I'm going to stick with January. Um, so Street Fighter 5 is coming out do you want to keep that it do- it stays on the PlayStation 4 all year I, uh, I'm going to say it stays on the PS4 and PC because it's already confirmed for PC uh, okay. for 6 months for 6 months doesn't break exclusivity for first 6 months and you don't we're not pushing Silent Hills forward okay so I'm pushing the witness forward that's going to be a good game I'm going to actually put is good <laughs> so we know what we're talking about I'm not pushing forward Morpheus doesn't come out this year I'm not pushing forward Hotline Miami 2. I'm going to say that the Nemesis system is showing up everywhere again. Okay. Yeah, this would be the year it would happen. <clears throat> um, I'm going to counter John's. I'm going to say Zelda does come out in November, I'm going to say. So you're going to say with what I originally thought, but I'm think- you're just saying there's no delay? I'm saying, yeah, it doesn't get delayed, and I'm saying it's not as late as yours. So I'm not saying like just early December. I'm saying it's a November one. Actually, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to say October. All right. Oh, wow. New Zelda, October. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to put new Star Fox is bad. All right. Any new predictions we want to make? Okay. Um, I'll start off, I guess. Okay. I'm going to make a bold one and say this year, even though like World of Warcraft Legion is releasing, Overwatch becomes the highest selling game for Blizzard this year. Because people are sick of WoW and Diablo and stuff. They want something new, so they're going to buy... More people will buy Overwatch than they will the expansion to WoW. Okay, okay. If people have ideas for predictions in the chat, throw them out, and we can maybe assign them to people that want to take that challenge. Mm -hmm. Any predictions for Final Fantasy VII Remake? Anything about that? Does it come out? Hmm. It's tricky, because I think it's not actually Square working on it. I think it's supposed to be CyberConnect 2. 
which means and it could actually come like out this episodic year. Episodic or something. So what do you what do you? Someone want to make a prediction about Final Fantasy Seven? Nope. You know what? I'm if it's I'm gonna say if it is episodic like people are thinking <clears> and <throat> like was implied, it come the first episode drops this year. Okay, first episode. I'm just gonna say part because we don't really know. Yeah. First part of FF Seven remake comes out. I'm gonna say the first part comes out early 17 like it gets announced with an early 17 release speaking of uh square what's going on with final fantasy 15 <laughs> where is that oh <laughs> let's get our square representative on the phone yeah oh here, here's okay kingdom hearts 3 this year anyone want to make a prediction on that one nope nope no, it's never safe nope. to make a Kingdom Hearts prediction. Okay, uh, is Last Guardian supposed to come out this year? I have another prediction I want to make. Okay, all right. Uh, Sony and Kojima Productions release either like a teaser or something for their first project. Oh, they they do a playable teaser? Not a playable teaser, just like they Kojima like officially announces like maybe with oh, okay. screenshots or something the first thing he's doing since Konami. Teases his new. Uh, I, I got a prediction. All right. Uh, Konami only releases one console game this year, and it's Pro Revolution Soccer. I have another prediction. One sec. Yep. <laughs> one console game, and it's soccer. Paul. Konami announces the next Metal Gear te- uh, development team. Yeah, okay. that, I think that's a safe bet. They've already like put up... Uh, want ads for like employees yep so you're saying there's going to be another metal gear game i'm not saying that they're announcing the game but they're definitely going to be announcing that they're working on one there's already confirmation like they're looking for staff there's been people (laughs) have been showing job postings there is another metal gear soon to be starting development oh so should i take that prediction off it's like it's already happened is that what we think i'm gonna Uh, say i think it's like almost a done deal but who knows Okay. It, it could I'll be like behind the scenes, so I think leave it on there. Okay, I'm gonna say, and quick, I don't know if this has happened already. Is there a Metal Gear Pachinko machine? I want to say there is. I will look. Is there a no Phantom idea. Pain specific one? Yeah, wasn't features, that actually advertised? It features quiet and Pro- her breasts. That totally sounds like yeah. A thing. Metal Gear Solid is getting a Pachinko machine. Okay, I was gonna make that prediction. Okay, <laughs> but if it's already a thing, then never mind. Um. Do you think Nintendo announces any more Maker games? Or is it too soon? Too soon. Yeah. Too soon? Okay. okay. I would save that for the year after. I'm trying to think of some. I think, <laughs> I think the NX gets its real name. Oh, chat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is something good in the chat? Yeah. Never mind. There's a lot of good stuff in the chat. Okay. Uh, some people are saying that uh, Konami or K- Konami, Kojima does a Kickstarter. I don't think so. No, I don't. I agree. I don't. He's, think he's so. already got the Sony deal. I can't see him doing a Kickstarter. Do you want me to say no Kickstarter for Kojima? For you guys? I mean, sure, I guess. I, I'm going to say that on the caveat that Del Toro starting a Silent Hills spiritual successor Kickstarter does not count. <laughs> okay. Actually, because I could uh, see Del Toro doing that. Sure. 
I was gonna what Comet SX said in the chat here. I was gonna like do something related to that. I think there is like I don't know what it would be. Maybe like a civil lawsuit or something against Tim Schaefer after this fig deal goes horribly awry. Tim Schaefer banned from Kickstarter. Something. Sorry, who's who's gonna do a lawsuit against Tim Schaefer? Uh, let's just say that like um. Just like anyone you're saying? No, let's just say that Fig ho- fails horribly, pisses off like thousands <laughs> that of investors or whatever. Something happens with Fig that just like makes it fail so fucking horribly. Okay. Okay, I need. I need. I think we got a good number. I want to have at least one more. I'm trying to think of something that it's a little different. Um, or do you guys have any uh, ones specific to like a game being good or bad? Maybe we don't. You haven't touched. I don't even remember what the hell is coming out this year. I'm gonna say Mirror's Edge Two gets. I'm gonna say basically it gets received kind of the exact same way. It's good, but no one bought it. <laughs> Probably it's good, but still it doesn't reach sales goals. I'm trying to think of something specific to Xbox. There's gotta be something specific to Xbox that would be interesting to say. Uh, maybe um, Halo Wars Two related. Or Gears of War. See, because like the only thing I could think of is like Gears Four is received warmly, or like I can't think of anything good. I'm trying to think of something like from the actual division. Like, what would be new? Anything Quantum Break related or Cuphead related? Uh, well, Cuphead is confirmed for this year, right? I think so. I think I think Quantum um, Quantum Break is as well. It got pushed to the next year, so it was supposed to be this year. Oh, someone's saying Quantum Break is pushed to 2017. Never mind. Ooh. I'm going to say Mighty Number no. 9 is supposed to be released February 9th. It gets pushed back again. I, I feel like that's almost a safe bet at this point. And people I heard lose their it. shit and throw computers out of office buildings. That's the whole <laughs> prediction. <laughs> Going too specific for the win. <laughs> I feel so bad for people that back that. Holy shit. That's so rough. Okay, I think I think we have a lot, unless you want to get one more in. Because there's a lot here. Nothing's coming to mind. Okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think this has been an episode, people. Yeah. I think this has been an episode. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we're not doing any questions or anything this week, um, but regular scheduled episodes will start up again. Uh, if people want to send questions and, and news and topics and stuff like normal, it's... Uh, down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter or our facebook group our facebook group just search top down perspective this has been the game of the year um oh hey what was your guys games of the week <laughs> rainbow six siege technically <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd probably My, say i'd probably say siege as well mine as destiny <laughs> um I didn't play much this week. I've been busy with family family stuff for Christmas. So, anyways, thanks everyone. Happy New Year's again to everybody, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye. See ya.